0: the rich, Neolibs are a bitch, Medicare for all, bros can suck my balls,
1: fuck your reply guys, please don't fuck your reply guys, just listen to Reply Guys.
0: Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. I am Kate Willett. And I'm Julia (sighs) Clare. And, uh,
1: yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm a dumb bitch that belongs in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm a dumb bitch,
0: you know, (laughs) I'm a dumb bitch who belongs in the kitchen. I'm nothing more than a womb. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a bad week for it's a fucking horrific week for America. Um, so last week there was, as everybody who listens to this podcast, everybody in the world knows, last week um, a um, Supreme Court a draft decision was leaked. Um,
1: by Jenny Thomas. No, we don't really know that yet, but that, <laughs> I think that that's probably what happened. Um, I don't know who that is. Who is that? That's Clarence Thomas's insane uh, QAnon wife, um, who. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah, yeah was yeah. pressuring him to overturn the election. And my personal leak theory, the, of all the ones that I've seen floated, is that she is the one who leaked it because Roberts was considering dissenting to yeah. accept, like, a 15-week
0: abortion ban? Well, I never thought that okay, so yeah, there was a dis a decision uh draft that was leaked um basically with language about overturning Roe versus Wade because they have the votes to repeal Roe versus Wade. Overturn it. Um, yes. My theory has never been that it was a liberal justice who leaked or a clerk from a liberal justice who leaked it um yeah i don't, I don't really think to me i that don't think that makes sense at all yeah people I, were saying people so were either. saying that and they were like that person's a hero and i was like Soda "I." Yeah, yeah i don't think it doesn't make sense um but yeah um <laughs> There's been a lot that's come out, um, in the intervening days since that happened. And, you know, as Kate and I, Kate and I have both said on the show that like Roe was effectively dead already. And they're gonna, and you know, we both speculated that this was gonna happen. We're not the only ones, obviously. Um, but... There is something different about it being official um even though the decision hasn't officially happened yet um, they're edging us yeah (laughs) yeah in the worst way
1: so this is i mean there's obviously a lot to say about this and i'm sure that that this is something that we're gonna discuss probably again and again um but yeah i mean (sighs) You know, obviously like a couple episodes of the show that um, would be good to revisit if you want to get like an in-depth rundown for people who have really been working on this a long time. Our episode with Liz Winstead She really went into what activism is is going to look like, um, in a post row world. Also, I think like our second episode ever. Yeah. With Sarah, um, Sarah Sarah Hart. Yeah. And they, both of those amazing women work at, um, abortion action fund and, you know, so, okay. I'm broad things that I want to talk about and then can lay out yours one, Donating to abortion funds versus Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. to all the dumb takes and good takes on protests and what fighting back looks like. And yeah, I mean, sure, other things, but (laughs) we'll we'll work through it. So basically, you know, I have.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can talk about some of the the language that's been released
1: for the domestic Uh, supply of infants.
0: Oh You're yeah. Hook
1: up on an infant. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I think like, yeah, I mean, I have a mushrooms guy in Bushwick that he, it's, you know, I'm just kidding. If for the FBI, this is just completely right. Uh, yeah. But no, um, that was really gross. So just uh, we'll do the quick one. So basically I'm sure a lot of people have seen online that, you know, abortion funds are a great place for you to give your money to. And I just want to reiterate that because abortion funds are actually paying for abortions and there's they're working and vetting with a network of volunteers, you know, covering people's travel where Mm -hmm. possible who have to travel out of state, working out rides, really helping with all aspects of it. Um, Planned Parenthood, is not helping with all aspects like the travel and the rides. You know that's not. It's it's a different thing. Like I'm not anti-planned parenthood, but you know specifically if you're giving money to um Planned Parenthood, you know Emily's List, Naral, these organizations, I want to slam them because they have done some really good stuff and you know, have been an important part of the abortion fight. However, a lot of money is funneled in to electing democrats so right yeah and it, i mean
0: to me i mean I, planned parenthood is a poli- it's a political organization uh they, at its co- like
1: they have two separate organizations right exactly yeah, there's and one of them is the political right one. p yeah. pact uh pp i don't know i don't know i'm just pretending i think no i do know that one of them is
0: political yeah so yeah no i i have so my my old roommate many roommates ago worked at um, Planned Parenthood, she doesn't anymore. Um, but she would talk about this all the time, that like most of the money goes to the political wing of the organization. Um, and again, I am not anti-Planned Parenthood either. I think it is really important to have like a recognizable name or a place to start for people who may not know about, like people who need reproductive health care who may not know about some of the regional uh, abortion access regional or statewide abortion access funds. Um, So I think like the name recognition of Planned Parenthood is a net positive. Um, But yeah, as far as your dollars going further, I think, I mean, I I already did it. I. I donated to ARC Southeast, which splits your donation between three state funds in, uh, one of them is the Yellowhammer Foundation in Alabama. Um, Another one I think is Texas choice. And one of them is Mississippi uh, access funds. So, I mean, yeah, those are gonna be so important moving forward. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm so, like talking about this now is making it all real in a way that is, feels so crazy, even though it's been, you know, yeah, I've acknowledged it. I've, you know, I've begun like mourning it, but I, but talking about it out loud with someone other. It is really
1: horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 terrible. And I think that like, I don't know, I mean, hot take, right. But I I think that if you're, you know, a person with a uterus in a blue state, you do have a right to be upset. Obviously, what you're going through is not similar to what somebody being forced into birth in Alabama Mm -hmm. is the same, but it's still like a massive violation of just, I mean, it just shows you, okay, here's what this country thinks about you in a way that's really disgusting and visceral, and it's very sad, and is something that, you know, I think everyone has a right to be upset about, even if the scale of the suffering is obviously not comparable to somebody who is Mm -hmm. actually having Uh, this experience of profound violation of like the, the state claiming ownership of their body. And, you know, it's just, um, it's a really sad and disgusting time. And there's a lot going on in the background. I'm not going to get into it too much, but I mean, I've been vaguely paying attention to the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. and, And normally I don't pay a ton of attention to celebrities, but to me it's like been very, it's just been like kind of metaphorically awful to have like all the stands like venerating an abuser um, in the, mm-hmm. the backgrounds of all this. I mean, I, I don't know what happened between them and I'm not going to get into it. But, you know, Johnny Depp was like a, a court already ruled that he did. abuse right. Amber Heard, And the fact that people are like, yay, let's stand this guy. I mean, there's just like a massive. Feelings. I mean the fact misogyny, it's,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, it became it's it's become like a sporting event, um, and i I've tried to mute it on on twitter like m- mute the words on Twitter, but there is kind of no escaping it um
1: well, let's not get too off track on that. But, I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. It's a vibe, I, it's a
0: vibe shift. It's a, it's a vibe shift. Um, um Roe being overturned is a vibe shift. I, yeah. Look, I I think I might have mentioned this on an episode in the past, but if I haven't, I think it's important to know that those of us in blue states are not protected necessarily from clinics being run out of town
1: yeah or clinics being just massively booked up um yeah. so that it's impossible to get in and also like and the two the two really go hand in hand yeah uh, and i wouldn't dismiss the possibility of a national abortion ban some um smarty pants pundits keep saying like oh this is not going to happen they don't want to do that the majority of voters don't support it the people who the republican party this is an extremely motivating issue for them um i do not see them stopping i see them escalating the people who are like the evangelical christians that form this part of their base do many of them truly believe that abortion is murder and Mm -hmm. they're not going to be like i mean if you think about the world that way you're not going to leave you know you're not just going to be like oh it's cool that they're just slaughtering people in blue states i mean they're they're going to push for a national ban that will be the next frontier they're going to push for uh people being you know prosecuted um i think louisiana already has a a bill going that charges um anyone who has an abortion with homicide you're just going to see this stuff more and more and to me anybody who's like has any version of the take they're not going to do it is just it is maybe naive at best and you know maybe um, doing something more cynical at worst but there's there's no bottom to this stuff whatsoever
0: no and so yeah my point with blue states not being safe necessarily was um you know everyone long-time listeners of this podcast will know i famously uh, as i famously have a cop dad uh, my dad is a retired cop and uh, um the only time, so he was in in Massachusetts, and the only time in thirty three years that he was ever um, accused of excessive force was by uh, abortion clinic protesters. He was taken to they sued him for excessive force., uh, these were members of Operation Rescue um and he they lost he won um but that clinic where they would protest all the time and they would be extremely violent and do disgusting things that clinic again in liberal pro-choice as hell massachusetts uh no longer exists partially because of how much constant violence and protesting they endure and this is in the greater boston area um this clinic closed maybe 15 years ago uh 10, 10 15 years ago and but it's now
1: been replaced by
0: a dunkin donuts dunkin donuts yeah <laughs> you knew it it's a dunkin donuts um yeah so i just i really need people i mean I'm sure that people who have visited an abortion clinic in a blue state already know this um, because protesters still exist in blue state clinics, but like it's not safe anywhere and they are going to expand the definition of what an abortion is. They are going to... Yeah,
1: to the morning after pill, for sure. Exactly. To all birth control. Um,
0: um, I mean, to a natural miscarriage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's already going to um, in Alabama a few years back, there was a woman that was charged with a felony for having a miscarriage because someone shot her in the stomach and the charges were eventually dismissed. But, you know, I think there's been like, I think like almost 2000 instances of people having criminal charges brought against them for miscarriage. And we're going to see this more and more. And the thing is, is like, if you are a pregnant person in a, in one of these States, like, it's just, it's a deeply unsafe place to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to have a baby, even if you are, you know, desperate to have a baby and you, you know, went and had, like a fertility treatment and a baby is what you want more than anything. Okay. Well then, you know, hopefully you don't have enough ectopic pregnancy. Hopefully, you know, there's no situation where, um, the fetus is not able to survive or your life is at risk. I mean, like people talk about like, you know, exceptions for, you know, life of the pregnant person. And it is you know or or rape like even in the states that do have that like you have to be able to prove that like mm-hmm. if you are you know like if you're if you're raped and you're trying to get an exception for rape like you got to go before the court and prove that it was rape and and how
0: often does that fucking happen exactly right yeah. so
1: i mean it's just gross I, I there's i mean there's just obviously been okay so i'll do I'm going to put my most terrible takes into three categories. I'm going to do terrible takes on the right, terrible takes from the center and terrible left takes. All right. Okay.
0: And then I want to hear yours. Okay. The right. I, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't compile, compile them from. from
1: oh, I have is like genre of takes. Not okay. like super specific. Except okay. for this one, JD Vance, uh, Ugh. cool backed by Peter Thiel. Um, when he was asked about, abortion in cases of rape or incest was you know basically he used the word inconvenient you know, sometimes people have to go through with the pregnancy even if it's inconvenient i mean these people really you know they love calling leftists and you know especially lgbt leftists groomers and um, i mean it, just the violence of having to carry an incest baby to to term it's just it's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard and you know just all the hand-wringing about the protesters and i mean just i i, and I think you know it's just i mean i don't like we I, we all know what the terrible takes are uh on the right in the center Fucking maddie glacius today who is a perpetual mm. reply guy you know, he's saying like J.D.
0: Vance and Matty Glacius. Yeah. two
1: two evergreen reply guys. Yeah. So, you know, J.D. Vance uh, is, is obviously he's he's the worst. Right. But like this is, you know, Matty Glacius today was saying, you know, oh, maybe we can all compromise on. First trimester abortion. Trimesters, by the way, or something. It's not a medical definition; it's a court <laughs> definition. And you know, like just you're. I think you're going to start to see more and more people from the center. Like Nira Tandon even retweeted this as as Owen, I think Owen Higgins on Twitter pointed out. Like I think we're going to just start to see more and more uh, centrists sort of start to propose these compromises right but it, you know against like late-term abortion or whatever like you know who put this really well credit where credit is due right remember in the presidential primary debate pete Buttigieg was asked about uh late-term abortions mm-hmm. and honestly your man ghoulish as he is he did a good job these situations where people are having you know very late term abortions are in situations where either the pregnant person or the baby's life is in danger, or sometimes in cases where the fetus has already died, you know, and it's like, just, I mean, it's just, it's first putting a first trimester. It's not like, It's not like, oh, well, everyone who's diligent and organized can just get an abortion in the first trimester. Most people are having, if they want to have an abortion, most people are doing it as early as they can. Mm -hmm. Just be pregnant for fun, right? Like, it's just, these situations are usually medical, you know? Right.
0: And a six-week abortion ban, which is what they have in Texas, is, and I'm sure other states, I just can't think of them right now, That's a full abortion ban because most people don't know that they are pregnant at six weeks. Yeah. And and it's, and, and, and and as we've, yeah. You can't get an appointment sometimes. Exactly. Which, yeah, yeah, we've, we've gone through that on the show before about how ludicrous that is. Yeah. Um, we've already ceded so much ground, clearly. Yeah. This This is the overturning of Roe. Comes on the heels of the erosion of it, kind of slowly and then all at once um, over decades. Yeah, and we already have ceded so much ground. They and what we know, obviously, is that the right will never compromise on this. Never. So no, and, and we be- shouldn't fucking either.
1: No, absolutely not, and. The other terrible take from the center that I want to do, and I'm sh- I'm pretty sure you're going to completely agree with this. Jen Psaki tweeted today, POTUS strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats or vandalism, which side note are not all the same thing. Graffiti is not violence. Okay, this is her tweet again. Judges perform an incredibly important function in our society, and they must be able to do their jobs without concern for their personal safety. Julia, what do you think of this?
0: I mean, what they're referring to is the protest outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was not in any danger but also if you take away the rights of millions of people i like you're if you're putting millions of people in danger through your legislation uh yeah i, I think that i think that civility has to go to go by the wayside
1: i mean this is also feeding the right wing's narrative because you know like this idea that there's you know going to like the, this idea that the left is is somehow you know out of control, violent. I mean, look, we we wish, you know, but like right, we anyway. we wish, yeah. But uh, I think that I mean, it's you know, I mean, I saw like you know, Ted Cruz retweeting this, basically calling for prosecution of the protesters. Like, there's no appeasement. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. the Madaglaciaus bullshit. Like the, this idea that is you know, this idea that it can be like, we can reach some sort of compromise, Um, it's not possible. And, you know, and I guess the last one, and this is a perpetual perpetual bad center take, uh, is we can't do any, this is more of a center left take. We can't do anything because of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, it's not possible okay well are we trying or have they been stripped of their committee assignments has Joe Biden been to their states to rile people up are they being named and shamed on Twitter and given stupid little nicknames like Trump used to do I mean no and that is I mean there's a the concept of the rotating villain in politics which is like you know basically could elect you know we could get to a filibuster-proof majority and then guess what? There would be uh, 10 Democrats who have their reservations about abortion. There's just, there's people that are willing well, to take it. Literally,
0: literally happened during, yeah, during when Obama's term. Yeah. Obama's term. And it's- Joe you know, Lieberman.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like the idea to me, it's like, I think this is the one that like pisses me off most on a personal level is people who are, I think in many cases, genuinely devastated about this- this stripping of rights that are so adamant that nothing can be done and Mm -hmm. oh how convenient for democrats that people are willing to believe that like sorry buds but we elected you i mean if you're going to say just vote which is like a thing that a lot of people are saying just vote and for what it's worth yeah i i always go pull the lever for for democrats Pretty much if they're, they're running against Republican, you know, in yeah, a primary, I'll vote for the left person. But I'm not one of those people that thinks that I don't think withholding your vote really is, I don't know, like to me, it's just it's uh, not very effective because obviously we can a- already see that Democrats are willing to lose elections. Like this is not a yeah. motivating factor for them. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But anyway, like, you know, for as much as people say like, oh, you know, the the left doesn't vote. I think most of us do yeah. <laughs> just to keep the Christo fascists out of office. Um and you know, it's like if we are going to pursue, you know, political, like electoral solutions, we have to be willing to hold the people accountable to to actually do their jobs. And you know, obviously the Democratic Party saki pelosi who is by the way campaigning all week for an anti-abortion democrat i mean pelosi
0: is uh, our opinion of her has really diminished the more we learn (laughs) yeah yeah she has i mean she has blood in her hands literally on this one because she said years ago years ago when asked is there room for an anti-choice or pro-life quote-unquote candidate in the democratic party she said absolutely yes yeah it's and they so she is as much to blame in terms of normalizing being anti-choice as anyone i yeah i'm i'm just like fucking fuming about this
1: it's so gross as and- as
0: so many of us are and i think that that's yeah i mean i think that that's a a point well taken. Um, I think that you can't throw your hands up and say, there's nothing we can do anymore. Um,
1: I mean, the stakes are too high for that and they, and they have been the whole time. Right. But this this is where a lot of, I think liberals are really feeling that for the very first time of that, you know, it's, uh, because
0: because you know who for the last 30 years has never said there's nothing we can do? Anti-choice Republicans.
1: Or any Republican.
0: Or any Republican. They, they fucking
1: stormed the Capitol.
0: Do anything to put their thumb on the scale. And yeah. they have won. Tr- Donald Trump made a campaign promise on the campaign trail in 16 that he would appoint pro-life justices. And he fucking did it. And he got three. He got three. A third of the court... Was appointed by him. I like, and the majority of this court is made up of two president, the appointees by two presidents who lost the popular vote.
1: A lot of them are. I think Alito and Roberts were George W. Bush, right? Pretty sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm talking
1: about. Oh wait, were they no George H. W. Bush? I think I don't know I don't remember but a lot of them were appointed by Republicans which is why they're well, so bad. To, well,
0: but but W Bush got two. Okay. Okay. So that's you five know of more nine. About this than I do. Yeah. I fucking. I mean, it's just so I. I've had a hard time. Kind of articulating. my, I'm so like fired up and I'm so angry. And I also do, I feel that like hopelessness, for sure, because our government is so... It's broken. So broken and so far from proportional representation that it doesn't matter that the majority of Americans support abortion and the majority of Americans uh, did not support overturning row. It's just like, it doesn't matter that the majority of Americans support common sense, basic gun legislation.
1: Yeah. It's um it's really bad. It's really
0: um yeah, I, I think a lot of people- burn it all down. I hate I can't believe that the idea of constitutional originalism has ever been seen as anything other than like a violent, reactionary, extremist point of view. Because that is where we are going and they are absolutely coming for gay marriage, they're coming for contraception. Why wouldn't I- they? why wouldn't they in of Alabama course. they
1: just made uh they just made gender affirming care a providing gender affirming care a felony a, a felony like even for adults not that it's better for children at all I'm just saying like these this, these laws are just I mean it's it, barbarism it it's barbarism. Possibly detransitions you know and like a point that you've made many times is how stupid the like just move thing is given how
0: expensive it is to vote and what a precarious situation most people are in um like my my boyfriend's mother so my boyfriend is Canadian and his mother sent me an article just like trying to be like throw some a silver lining on this but the gist of it was that a Canadian minister said that they would accept Americans to perform abortions, um, who, Americans seeking abortions, um, and I just had to be like, they could also go to blue states, but that, the issue is is that if a woman can't afford to go to another state for an abortion, she sure as hell cannot afford to go to Canada.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you and and you know, if you are in somebody that needs an abortion, you know, do check with abortion funds. Like, don't you know, don't give up. There is hope. But I mean, the point is, is like, uh, you know, this is not really a comprehensive like individuals donating is not really a comprehensive solution to this problem. That's going to work. It's just it's so bad.
0: I want to get. Spice- saw- oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and I saw something today that they. I mean, the next move is that they're going to, like, start, you know, using people's search histories.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, their- we had on the podcast once this man named Albert Foxconn, who is, uh, he is the head of a nonprofit uh, called Stop, and it's a nonprofit that focuses on um Surveillance overreach, um, or surveillance at all, really, it's all overreach. But, um, he, he's a good follow on Twitter, and in terms of like, you know, what kind of shit you need to be doing with VPNs and, um, you know, browsers to, you know, to give you the best chance of digital privacy. Um, yeah, he's a good follow, and they have some good information, but really look into that. Um, it's just, you know, I want to get spicy for a second here. Let's go. I'm going to do as I promise. Terrible takes from the left.
0: Oh uh, baby. Oh, yeah.
1: So, okay. You know, not going to name and shame any comrades, but I will say, and we've talked about it on the show many times, I think that there's definitely a segment of the left that has really tried their best to mainstream the idea that feminism itself is passe, um, or you know, stupid identity politics. And look, I mean, fucking lean in, yeah, it is all that. But like mm-hmm. I think that you I you know, obviously can't. I'm not create, I'm not blaming these people for the fact that, you know, there has not been the rise of a militant feminist movement alongside the broader left but you know it's definitely part of it and I would hope that uh, our comrades who have you know so easily uh, dismissed feminist aims like you know would knock it off right because yeah we do need I, we do need a robust proletarian, feminist movement in this country because you know i do believe that liberal women deeply care about abortion i don't doubt that for a second i don't either i do think also that the way that a lot of liberals intend on pursuing it is not really up to the job separating abortion from all other kinds of health care is not really i mean like how you know if you say like hey like you know, we need people to be able to get life-saving medical procedures. Okay, like we actually saw that, but but that's not the law of the land, you know, for any other procedure, like um, you know, if you have cancer or whatever, you can't get treatment because you don't have insurance, you don't have the money. I mean, like we kind of saw that in action with the COVID vaccine, um, like how much it undermines like public trust in um, in, in health and in doctors and, you know, when there is like this, when we have this monster nightmare, mishmash insurance system, I think the despite would be a lot easier if the message was just, if the message and the reality was everyone can get the healthcare they need. That's non negotiable everyone for everything. If you need to go to the doctor, you go, and it doesn't really work to, Separate it. And it also doesn't really work to channel funds into the Democratic Party without holding them accountable. And these are two very main liberal ideas that, you know, I and I don't want to dismiss the work of great organizations, because I think, you know, like with the people who are working at you know, these abortion funds and, you know, probably a lot of them are liberal and like, you know, the people, as you pointed out, like at, at Kavanaugh's house, like those were libs. I don't think that there's like a lot of um communists that live, you know, in <laughs> like on Kavanaugh's block, maybe some based ass, you know, <laughs> like fucking class traders, but probably not the majority. Right. But like. You know, it's just, we do need a, a robust proletarian feminism in this country. And anybody who is um, standing in the way of that in any way, rhetorically, you know, attitude
0: wise, no. I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, do, I completely agree. I think that a lot of like the way that liberal feminism has engaged electorally is misguided, as you say, as well. And I think they're, like, you know, uh, letting kind of like a hero worship of RBG get in the way of things. I don't agree with any of of that. But the the fact of the matter is, this is no time to, like, I don't know. I just saw too many uh, men of the left kind of, gleefully dunking on liberal women about that and i just want to say fuck you (laughs) yeah i mean it's like look like which like, like like agree with you i agree with them yeah i
1: i do think that like i mean same as i believe liberal women care about abortion i do believe that the majority the vast vast majority save you know a couple like uh Catholic people here and there, and like you know, some uh, P- Peter certain Thiel.
0: certain Catholic leftists in high places,
1: right? But I don't even know if, as, as a side note, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure if Liz Brunig supports banning abortion or not. I I don't know. I'm not. So yeah. I'm not going to make the claim that she does because I haven't seen her right. And down.
0: also, and also, I I don't want to. Bl- I'm I famously don't want to blame Catholics. I'm like pretty culturally catholic myself still
1: yeah and
0: um i mean the numbers like pew research did uh did polls and catholics are as likely to support abortion as the rest of the population yeah. um i so it's not like if anything, if liz Brink is like that fervently anti-choice then she is out of step with most catholics yeah Um, i
1: mean she said that she's pro-life and here's the thing if we could get the pro-life movement in this country to do essentially what liz bruning is doing which is advocate for anti poverty measures and yeah. child care that makes people more able to have children. I actually think that that is another part of the fight that liberal feminists often miss um, is reproductive choice is not just about abortion. It's about being able to do to make your choice, right? Like for myself, like I've considered becoming a parent at various points. And, you know, I'm really looking at the finances to see yeah. if that could be possible for me. And I'm also looking at what is going on in our climate reality. And, you know, if I chose to be a parent, how would I maintain employment while childcare in New York city would cost as much as I make in a month? You know, I mean, it's like these things, like for me at this point in my life, reproductive choice would include the ability to have a child and i think that you know yeah i think that i i think that the the libfem sometimes gloss over this so anyway i don't know I, i'm not trying i but i'm not, I'm not advocating being pro life like f- you know for the record i, I totally yeah 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 agree with liz burning to the extent that she uh supports you know banning abortion anything like that i don't know what she thinks or not but you know i think like another thing that's really come up is like uh, in 2020 when the george floyd protests were going down i think we saw a segment of the left um kind of dismiss abolition uh, maybe not completely oppose it but, but you know to, sort of talk about it like it was pretty separate from any other leftist aim and to you know, to to anybody who said that, I, you know, it's I what do you think the cops are for? Who do you think mm-hmm. is gonna be arresting these women who have miscarriages? Um, who do you think is going to be cracking down on these protesters? And for what it's worth with the emerging labor movement and you know, badass Chris Malls at the White House in his eat the rich jacket, best thing that's happened in a long time. Like so good. I mean, the police exists to crush dissent, including organized labor, look into the Pinkertons. And, you know, it's just like abolition, in addition to being morally right, is not separate from any other leftist aim. And, you know, I get why this kind of like, you know the, the especially like during hillary clinton's campaign i understand why there was a giant pushback against weaponized identity politics because okay. they sure as fuck weaponized the shit out of identity politics but man if your politics does not include liberation for everybody in my mind I'm not really taking what you have to say that seriously at all, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that what, you know, we've, like, come full circle on the idea that from being, like, very anti-identity politics to understanding that all politics are identity politics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I... I was thinking about what, what you were saying uh, because I read... There was a, a piece in The New Yorker that Gia Tolentino wrote Um, and it was published yesterday um, called like motherhood as a could motherhood be a form of rebellion or something like that. Um, And I found it really compelling and it's a lot about, it's kind of like a review of this book, um, kind of taking like an anti-capitalist approach to motherhood. And it's also like interweaving Gia's own experience as someone who gave birth during the pandemic. Um, and it's so funny because Hillary Clinton herself, you know, made famous the it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, but that really has not come to fruition whatsoever, if anything. Um, people become more individualistic when they have children. And I think especially upper middle class parents um, are trying to game the system for their kids as much as possible and then pull up the ladder behind them.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what, you know, sometimes you see people tweet or talk about family abolition, which is an OG Marxist idea. And I think that people think about Family abolition, as like, oh, you can't live with your family anymore. Yeah. No, that's not what it means. It's expanding the people we care for um, outside of just our nuclear family. So, the, the it's, I think, uh, Jamie Peck talks about family abolition a lot. And I think she put it in a really great way, which is expanding the circle of love and care to include mm-hmm. everybody. Right. So, you know, it doesn't, the family abolition is opposes like, you know, the family as uh like this little unit of consumers that is separate from everybody else. But it doesn't mean that you don't get to live with the people that you love anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. And in this piece, Gia Tolentino was saying that, you know, you know the idea of Am I going to, am I committed to loving everyone or only the people I consider my own? And a lot of people, she she says, like, pay lip service to the former, but in practice, almost exclusively do the latter. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, and you know, and she's someone who is like well off enough that she has a nanny. Uh, and... I have read a lot of great accounts from women about motherhood in Gia's socioeconomic bracket, but I would l- I wish I could read more from people who don't have help. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's a big part of the article is that like she felt like she was drowning, and she has a lot of help. She has a partner who does a lot of work. She has a nanny. She. Had Like re- she said, she was like, I relied on my parents and friends. And she was like, I can only provide care because I was being cared for. And we have this idea in, in the United States, especially about childbirth and caregiving, bringing a child into the world as this very like individualistic act. And it couldn't be further from that or it shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, this is part of the everything that you said to your point, I think is like, why, you know, is, is one of the many reasons we do need like a robust proletarian feminism in this country, because a mm-hmm. lot of these issues, feminist analysis isn't enough, um, socialist analysis isn't enough. We actually need socialist feminist analysis, mm-hmm. you know, looking at social reproduction, looking at you know, how do, like, what are all the things that we have agreed upon as a society, as reproducing the worker? How is that heavily, heavily gendered and perpetuating injustice? Um, Sylvia Federici has written some really good stuff that I'm diving into now, but, you know, it's like, this is not, can I end us on a slightly optimistic note? I would love that. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people on the left are getting black pills, grill pills, sad, <laughs> furious. And these are all- Grill-pilled? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, it was a big thing in 2020, um, post-Bernie's last people getting grill pills, And this is really, truly not the time to, to do that. One of the things that's wrong with liberalism is, You know sort of seeing stuff as these very compartmentalized issues and now we're looking at a bunch of people realizing for the first time that oh actually it's not that voting completely doesn't matter but it's it's incredibly insufficient because the democratic party is not accountable to us Mm -hmm. and i don't think that we're ever going to have any political party that is accountable to us without an organized labor movement, even whether it's the Democratic Party or or something else, a labor party that comes after, you know, um, and and something like a a general strike. That's not possible without organized labor something like, um, you know, I mean, it's just there's there would be so much more that would be politically possible in this country with a robust labor movement. And we actually have the opportunity to have that now. I mean, it's the Biden sucks for many reasons, but he's the most pro-union president we've had in a long time. Now, he's still not doing enough. He needs to not give Amazon contracts, federal contracts until they um, are, you know, recognizing the union. But his NLRB like specifically this woman Jennifer Abruzzo that is oh man the I think the general counsel yeah. I mean she's like fining Starbucks for their union busting activities she is you know she's
0: a she's a she's a bulldog
1: yeah I mean it's like there is there is an environment and and plus just what's happening with people sort of just realizing in mass like why we need organized labor in the pandemic sorry if you can hear the siren going by but i mean this to me if you're you know if if you consider yourself on the left in any way shape or form um this is this is the time to become involved in the organized labor movement that is happening mm-hmm. you know if you're in a position going to work as a salt or otherwise you know supporting unions unionizing your own workplace like that's our that's that's unfortunately it's a longer term solution but that is our way out of this mess
0: you know one of one of my friends who is like she is she was definitely like a lib in 2016 which so was i for the record so was uh, i uh but who among it, us Who among us was not, but, or some, some, um, no, we know, we know a lot of you. We know a lot of you weren't, whatever, (laughs) but she's, she's held on to a lot of that kind of, you know, she, she still, there's a big part of her that still loves Hillary, but she seeing how far she has come to the point that now she is trying quietly trying to organize her workplace is incredible and i think we need so many more people like her
1: yeah i mean that's like one of the things that's kind of frustrating about right now like on the left is like like the impulse to own the libs is is strong and i i feel it like myself on a daily basis but you have people recognizing in mass that the democratic party is in no way accountable to them and that voting mm-hmm. is not sufficient i'm not saying it's not doesn't do anything, but it's not sufficient. I mean, like mm-hmm. I was looking at the Jen Saki's tweet, and it was like you yeah, had even Amy Siskins, who was like the the biggest Hillary stan in the world, you know, like yelling at Psaki for that tweet. Psaki, I don't know why I call her Psaki, but you know, it's like the fact that so many liberals are like incensed right now and just starting to see about see things about the system that they did not see previously that is an amazing moment for education and organizing and you
0: know and i saw i saw a lot of big like quote-unquote lib accounts say like linking to state or regional abortion access funds not planned parenthood yeah even john legend oh yeah
1: yeah and it's i mean the thing is is like It's really easy to, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get discouraged and feel like people's ideas can never change because, you know, most of the time that's true. Most of the time, people's ideas can go along with their, do go along with their class interests. interests, You know, I've actually said, you know, you and I have talked about at least privately and maybe on the podcast too, that we should weaponize wokeness to make it work for us, you know, we we should take people's, I think, honest desire to end racism, sexism, misogyny, you know, and to do the thing that is like morally right. Even if it's performative, Mm -hmm. you know, and make it woke to support unions, you know, and make it woke to you know, to donate to these abortion funds and, you know, there's, there's a place for everyone, but yeah, there
0: is. And honestly, I think that the pendulum has swung so far in terms of like accusations of performative wokeness and like anti-wokeness and things like that, that there were, there still are a lot of men who like don't post about it, who are like, who are privately very upset and like, pro-abortion who aren't posting about it because they don't want to be labeled like derisively like a male feminist or like a performative ally or whatever and that's bad it's not a it's not performative allyship if you are an actual ally
1: yeah yeah and then on the other hand no i see (sighs) however you know i got my beefs with our performative allies but the thing is is
0: like but if you're but if you're actually like I'm if you're a guy a, yeah. a, a cis man saying I'm so fucking mad right now I just donated to the Yellowhammer Fund yeah you should too or I'll match your donations or whatever that's not performative that's real
1: yeah no I completely agree and it's also more important than yeah me not wanting my three enemies to
0: exploit <laughs> feminism to get laid oh yeah <laughs> anyway. well we well yeah well we hate it we hate it we hate to see it we hate to see it but those i think those people are more transparent to the naked eye than or i hope that they are uh we
1: hope we pray
0: we pray we subtweet it. yes <laughs>
1: yeah perfect perfect all right well i you know we we need to wrap up but um thank you so much for listening and we will be uh back to our regularly scheduled we've been traveling so things have been a little off schedule wise but but we'll be back on on friday and thank you so much um stay safe and uh look out for each other too
0: Yeah. yeah love you guys Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash replyguys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians, with an additional episode uploaded each week. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Framgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel.